0: <laughs> What's up, YouTube?
1: All right. BRS 360. Or I don't it, know. Not BRS. Ryan's 360 update. It's been a little. It's been a while since I've done the old 360 hat.
0: It's been a couple months. Has it been that long since we have done a live? I think so.
1: History of is during November. Oh, holy cow! Yeah. All right.
0: So Christmas, all the stuff. Kids are born. All kinds of crazy stuff is going on. All right, so a couple of things, you're going to hear some great news today. Uh, brand new series coming tomorrow, I'll tell you tomorrow. about it in a second. Yep. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of updates on the 360 as well. Not just updates, but like things kind of what learned. we learned. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. there's yeah. a lot of, uh, I mean, we, it's amazing how much we learned still today. Okay, so no matter what you do, when you implement it, you'll say, huh, should I have done it that way? Yeah. And you'll hear that today. Uh, <laughs> so uh, yeah, I don't know, you're going to hear learn all kinds of stuff like that. I will tell you though, you know, uh, part of the reason you haven't seen this, A, you know, I'm gonna, I gotta stop using this, for like, uh, like I have too many kids uh, outside, man. <laughs> I don't know. You know, it's just weird for me, because uh, before I had kids, like, you guys got like 100% of my attention. Right. It was like business focus, yeah. so work-life balance, like this. Right? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know, like life is starting to creep in. Yeah. I gotta stop using that excuse though. Yeah. Uh, but, also last year we were running 100 miles an hour. For those of you who don't know, we nearly doubled the viewership of uh, our total views in a year of uh, Beerus TV. Yeah. So like uh, almost two times as many people learning about aquariums last year. That's awesome. Uh, so it was a monumental feat, though. Exciting. I mean, you probably saw the uh, like sheer amount of content is like coming out from yep. everybody. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna start picking up the pace again here soon. Uh, so starting tomorrow, uh, hopefully we can get back to like videos every day. Yeah. Uh, or close to anyway.
1: We've got like a whole. Week and some change worth of content coming up,
0: starting tomorrow. All right. So before we get to the 360 content here uh, or updates, I'm gonna tell you what's coming tomorrow. So uh, a friend of mine and some other people and uh, had just said, you know what? Instead of doing more in 2021, like right. what are we gonna do? Like uh, instead of every day, we're gonna do like three times a day. That's a little too much. That's a lot. How about you put some effort into quality over quantity? And I can't wait to see what the community thinks about quality <laughs> over quantity, or they want quantity over quality, or what?
1: If you're so, if you're, if you've been watching like Ryan for so many years, and you've watched our content over the years, the, the it's almost like a slap in the face of the difference of what's coming out to starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. It, but it's super
0: interesting. Yeah, super interesting. If you follow Facebook, you're seeing little samples of it, but the end result is totally different. The final product, yeah. Another bit of of, uh, quality over quantity you're going to see is right over here. We're putting in a new tank, and we're building a brand new set as well. You can't see it yet. But, so you, uh, so you won't see date. us
1: standing in front of the 160 every time or in the Red Sea Max with the table every time.
0: Like, we're going to switch it up, make it look cool. Yeah, I don't know. Like, so the inspiration a little bit is actually the uh, uh, cool gear that's in my basement. You yeah. know, uh, So that wall that's in, in my basement with all the tricked out bling. kind I kind of build that into a set too and a big brand new tank and stuff? So I don't know, you'll see that. Heck yeah. All right, but tomorrow... What you're going to see is I was kind of inspired by if anybody has ever seen one of these things. It's called Masterclass. Yeah. Like you go learn like everything there is to know about like uh, Morgan Freeman's on there.
1: There's uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's on there, and just the way that they talk about like a subject is Mm -hmm. super interesting.
0: So I tried for you know if if you guys remember like uh, 52 weeks of reefing, and it's like hey wow you know (laughs) yelling at you you know it's it's coming up so fast you know. Uh, And so a lot of that was like, you know, I wrote all the information, tried to perfect it, make it perfect, and Mm -hmm. wrote a script, and it's kind of like a teleprompter thing. I'm writing all this stuff, but I'm like reading at you, and like part of the excitement is you just turn the speed up. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But uh, this one, man, threw the teleprompter away, and I'm just giving it to you, uh, you know, kind of the way that like it feels to me, Yeah. you know, and so... I've been doing this for 17 years. I'm certainly not perfect. I make mistakes. You'll see some of them today. But if you're asking me, you know, what I would do, this is what I would do about this specific thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, So if you want to, like, get a little consciousness stream, this will be it, and it'll start tomorrow. So in
1: our our playlists and stuff, you'll see we've already taken a stab at some of these master things like we did master your water chemistry master like UV there was a few other master ones out there kind it's of different. in that same realm but this is different Totally different format. So you'll
0: have to see it tomorrow to see it. So, all right, so going on to 360, hopefully I can't wait to, if you guys uh, check in, tell us uh, how much you hate it, how much you love it. Uh, yeah. I think there'll definitely be a certain audience that likes it and a certain audience that doesn't. Oh, but. and there's, um, if you guys haven't been
1: following, like the 360 you've been updating, Almost mm. a weekly, maybe sometimes a couple times a week, and so. So, in the description, you'll see a link to Ryan's Facebook page. That's where a lot of the behind the scenes 360 stuff comes from.
0: So just, uh, uh, sorry to let you down, but I, I don't have time to produce a full YouTube video, but yeah. I do have a time to stop in the morning while my car's warming up here in Minnesota. And <laughs> shoot 10 minutes of uh, what happened today on the tank. Yeah. So a lot of that you're actually gonna see today, uh, you know. A little and recap. Just little things that follow a TV on my on my Facebook and you see kind of yeah. like what's happening today. Yeah. And you'll see some of that information today. All right, lessons learned. All right, so it is, I got a hard stop here today at 1.30, uh, I gotta run, because my uh, kids got to go to the doctor and like I got to be there to watch the other kids. So I got a hard <laughs> stop. So I'm going to try to get through this stuff. Uh, we got a bunch of topics today. If we don't, man, we'll get to it next week. I want to give time to uh, really share some of these things because there's some, been some revelations here. Mm. All right. So, first one is uh, let's just show some of the fish here. Uh, so, uh, you know, the lights are on. Tank is, uh, you know, nearing the end of this ugly stage. Bam, Rock those are will vibrant. be. Ugly for a while, yeah. but like it's not like you know covered in film and stuff. Yeah, uh, you got your uh, utilitarian utilitarian fish. Yep, got the tangs in there. Mm-hmm. I got the, an talented. angel actually in there. Three tangs an angel. I got. Uh, the cherry antheas in there, the yellow uh, uh, or the Hawaiian antheas. Everybody's out now. You see the, the, uh-huh. little, the little box that I had them living in. Yep. they're gone. They're out, they're living good, and Which is nobody's up. trying to eat them. Which is a part we'll talk. We'll get to here sometime yep. today about so, those fish. I don't know. There you go, some fish. So uh, that was actually a post I made the other day. Uh, so, all right. So one of the other posts I made recently was this question. Answering this question, and this one's been building for me for a long time, like for 10 years. Right. 10 years ago, like-ish, uh, I looked at a tank that the skimmer just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, man, there's so much food going in here, why is the skimmer producing nothing? Right. And I had this like thought, is it because the filter socks are pulling out all the food and there's nothing left for the skimmer? Well, and then we followed- Passing thought, let it go. I and mean, we kind of followed up on that,
1: Thought process of like on the we did a you did a BRSB investigates on how often should you change your filter socks and in the, the three times a day it's like it's taking up forty percent.
0: If you're in the same boat and your skimmer is producing nothing, doesn't work at all. Pulling your skimmer sock or your uh, filter socks and. Uh, tell us what happens you know does it all of a sudden start working because you're going to hear an experience today that that's exactly what happened for me ah. uh, not exactly that way but kind of close uh and so over the years though we've been you know doing you know roller mats we did that experiment with yep. the filter uh, yep. socks we did a bunch of different things and we've kind of that story's been building and this was actually happened to me the other day so you know this is the skimmer uh here at, and again this is just a post <coughs> uh, of it but it, it it pulls out like probably an inch of aid every day or two. And yeah. you know, it does its normal thing. It's absolutely working. Some thick stuff on there. Right, and then here's the roller mat thing. So that's like a fleece uh, roller, just rolls all the poo right out in right. kind of real time. But you know, this could also be filter socks, just as easy that Right, you manually change. They're right, right.
1: gonna be the same 100% thing. of your water turnover goes through either filter socks or the mat.
0: Yeah, so it's just the same thing. All right, so here's what happened the other day. So uh, I pulled out uh, the filter media I uh, turned it off and uh, rolled it up so water wasn't going through it. Zero going through the and, filter. And I did that because I was dosing some microbector 7 to the tank and I didn't want to like uh, like pull the cysts out uh, in the felt and I don't know if you really need to do that or not but I just like Why not? I wanted to yeah remove that from the equation. <laughs> All right immediately skimmer goes awesome man like I couldn't believe it, the next day it's like kind of bubbling and stuff because there's so much skimmate coming out of it, I empty it, mm. and then like two days later it's full again. Mm. And it's not like full like with uh, water, you know. It's producing the same thick skimmate as it was before, but now just five times as much. This is day after pulling filter? Yeah, like right away. And so here's the thing, is it, like all that happened is I'm not rolling the poop out of the tank and the uneaten food with the roller mat anymore. And now the skimmer gets it.
1: I wonder what the breakdown time is on like fish waste and food and into a, a protein form that you can skim it out.
0: Well, the skimmer, like we talk about that in terms of the skim, out. skimmers always pulling out proteins and stuff, but it also pulls out like parts of the food. Oh, there are chunks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when it's you a see a piece down, of
1: fish poo going, uh, poof you've not seen and an extra shrimp
0: float up there, but right, yeah, right, right, right. close. That makes sense. So you know, here's the thing. Is what I, I realized is, and I mean, I, this is a Bill's story. that's Bill building. Build I'm like, man, that is absolutely, you know, what I have expected to see over this period of time, which is that, man, I'm rolling the turds and the food <laughs> right out of the tank the moment that they're created, almost. What's of left? course, what's left? The skimmer doesn't have hardly anything yeah. left over, yeah. and in fact. That was the exact advice that I got from Royal Exclusive as oh, well. To tune, to size your skimmer down because your filter is going is being so effective. So I think the same thing advice to, to goes to filter socks. If you got filter socks and you you're going to change them out every, out every three days, yeah. you need a smaller skimmer than if you don't. Yeah, hmm, I, I absolutely. I wonder, that in many, this case. I wonder how many. I wonder how many people skimmer problems that would solve. Probably a lot. A and lot. pull your sc- socks out and find out. Hmm. And so the answer now is the uh, question is what is more valuable. Mm-hmm. The filter sock mm-hmm. or the skimmer, mm. right? And because I spent 600 bucks on the skimmer, uh, or even 300 bucks, Naturally. I naturally want to believe it's s- the skimmer, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah, it yeah. can't be the $3 <laughs> sock. <laughs>
1: that makes sense. Uh, justification uh, for your purchase.
0: This all depends on every single system, right, how you right. maintain, it, whatever. But if you yeah. ask me, if somebody was asking me for advice, and uh, I wanted to give them what I truly believe, I think the filter socks and felt are, in many cases, more valuable than the skimmer. Mm. And here's a couple reasons why. A, we found out in that experiment we did that it pulls out enough organics that it's pulling out 40% of what would eventually be phosphate Right. that experiment. So 40% less phosphate if with the filter socks. Just through filter socks. Okay, just with filter socks and changing them out every three days. I don't have to like have the wonky maintenance of a skimmer, if it's like it's working, it's not working, adjust I adjusted way, adjust it, it I didn't yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. The motor slowed down, sped up, whatever. Just a sock, take it in, take it out. Yep. Uh, it's just so simple mm. and cheap. Cheap. And it just works as long as you keep the stuff suspended, which means you need decent flow to get it down the overflow. True. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think in many cases, I would say that if you maintain the filter sock or use something like a felt felt roller mat or whatever, you're gonna see that it actually pulls out more waste mm. than the skimmer does. Blasphemy, I know, and part of the reason that I haven't said it. To after this <laughs> day. But I just believe this,
1: and so you know, you can share your own beliefs. I, I guess. I mean, that just makes a case for investing the dollars in. I mean, me. I'm not going to change my filter socks every 3 days. There's just no chance that I'm going to have the gumption or the will. I'm going to forget all the time. But if I'm going to spend $600 in a skimmer and I start to think that, you know, this filter floss and roll is more effective and it's probably a better investment, I just spend the money on a roller or something like that and then even even save money on
0: buying a smaller skimmer. All right. I was in your case. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes facts like change the way that I approach things, right? Mm -hmm. So, here's the deal. If you are pulling out 40% or near half of the organics and then resulting phosphate before it becomes phosphate and uh, nitrate in your tank. Right. uh, Via changing out the filter socks twice a week, let's say Wednesday and Saturday or whatever. Yeah. That means half the water changes versus not doing it. If
1: you're using water changes for that purpose
0: yeah. too, right? Yeah, versus, yeah, if you're doing water changes, but in, in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like if
1: that's true for you. Can I make a schedule where no matter what, I'm like an
0: alarm on my phone Mondays and Thursdays? Well, let's say I was doing 10% water changes weekly, right? right? And I wasn't doing the filter socks, mm. and everything was fine. Right. What if I were to tell you this week, if I just changed out the filter socks on Wednesday and Saturday, I wouldn't have to do the water change this week. Every two, because I removed half of it. I only need to do two a month now.
1: Yeah. Now, you
0: got to balance this to your system, of course. It's not a like, one size fits all answer. But if I'm removing half of that waste, and by the way, it's not just nitrate and phosphate you're wasting, you're removing. There's all kinds all of kinds. impurities yeah. uh, that come with fish food. Yeah. Like, uh, there's the all kinds of things in that animal yeah, that yeah, come yeah. in. Like, yeah, yeah, You know, there's a reason why, like, top animals have the most of pollutants. And these things just build up in your tank. You know, yeah. like, certain fish you can't eat because there's so much mercury. It's not because <laughs> of that things die, it's because of the way that things build up over time. Right. right? You know, and eat this thing, eat that thing, and that thing. Mm. All right. So, uh, if that's the question of like, could I do less water changes, then yes, I will actually change out the filter sock on Wednesday and Saturday and skip it on, uh, my skip the water change on Sunday. Uh, And what I would do then is buy 24 filter socks that cost three bucks a piece, and wash them all at once, Mm -hmm. you know? So I'm like, uh, do a couple months at a time. Make it easy. I also probably plumb the thing in a manner and, and put the sump in a manner that like, I can just reach in grab it out. Yeah, you gotta make There's it a, easy. Like a, maybe a place to even throw it right in there so I'm not carrying it across my living room dripping all over the place. easier you make yeah. it, the better. Yeah, the more so, your
1: chance you're gonna do it.
0: I don't know. You guys can make your own decision on that one. That's been my experience and that the roller mat here, and by the way, I don't look at these as a roller mat versus a, a skimmer, felt, uh, whatever. These things are there to help each other. Mm. And especially, like, uh, if I have uh, my filter socks and I'm not changing them out because I uh, went on vacation, now the skimmer picks up the weight, right? Uh, true, yeah. Or, or mm-hmm. I, f- I feed a bunch of stuff or, you know, whatever. So these things are supportive of each other. It's not necessarily either or. But you can understand, like, why they work and how they work together. Mm. All right. So uh, next thing here was... Uh, oh, oh, the fish food thing. This was actually... I don't even know. We could spend the whole day talking about this. <laughs> so, I, I, I don't know. This was super interesting. So I'm going to show you what I've been feeding here, and it'll probably change over time. Uh, this is just, I'm looking for easy in the beginning. I don't want to like right. you know make all my homemade fish food for five fish in the beginning. That you know, makes I, sense. I will, yeah, that makes sense. will uh, definitely down the road here, but like right in the beginning. Also I'm looking for tiny little pellets for tiny little fish and mm-hmm. stuff. So mm-hmm. I don't know. All right, so these are a couple of things I'm feeding right now, just because they happen to fit a couple of things. Uh, so those PE pellets I was feeding, the reason I fed those is actually because they're like a bigger size pellet, and the cherry antheas actually went from eating krill to eating these really rapidly, so I just kept feeding them. I brought home a whole bunch of stuff. Actually, we had a whole box of fish food that uh, we used for a fish food video here. And I oh, brought yeah. them all home and tested them all and found out what they like to eat. I also uh, these specific fish like to eat. I also use this uh, seaweed extreme because I just don't have time to, you know, rubber band uh, nori uh, to a rock and put it in there the way I want to. It says even on there like a little. I just noticed this little label on there today. It's like very first like uh, nori based pellet. You know, it's like 68% oh, yeah. nori. It's a way to get this uh, uh, type of nutrition into their diet, uh, and it's on an auto fish feeder. Uh, yeah, it's clean, and yeah, I don't have to mess with it. Yeah, the waste uh, doesn't clog up all the pumps oh, and stuff. The, have you
1: fed your tanks and seen the nori? Just a big chunk of it go yeah. off and then float down the back and...
0: Gone. Yeah, it's way, way, way yeah. easier. I, I don't know, it's for me. Uh, even when I go to uh, uh, feeding the homemade frozen food, I'll probably continue to feed these pellets on an auto-feeder because the fish love them uh, and uh, it's just a really w- easy way to get a large amount of algae into algae-eating right. fishes. Yep. Die. Uh, the other one is this one here, which I, I don't have a good reason as to why I use it, otherwise there were tiny little pellets it's like Dr. Bassler's food, and uh, Lou over at Tropic Marin sent oh, me yeah. like a couple cases of this stuff, and we're like, well. Rather than try it on you guys, I'll try it on myself. Did I'll that have the protein and fat content and all that
1: breakdown on it too?
0: It does. Yeah. Uh, I pre- predominantly was feeding the, the uh, Hawaiian Antheas this because they tiny little pellets, oh, okay. and it was just came in a nice convenient little jar. And yeah. I don't know, there's no good reason. Uh, I'm gonna get more into it because they actually seem to. Everything seems to really like it. That isn't really good enough for me because uh, you know, it's like, you can say that about any, any fish food. Uh, <laughs> let's get beyond that. They're hungry. That will be at a later date. But this is the, the piece that, that came out of this that I think is the most interesting, right? Uh, oh yeah. All right. Picture so this. people ask all the time, what is the right nitrate and phosphate level in your tank? Yeah. I mean like endlessly and nobody ever gives a satisfactory answer it's all over the board yeah, and it's just like always kind of protecting your back just not you know? zero
1: and not super high and Yeah,
0: and I'm like no I mean the person asking this is actually looking for legitimate advice to the best of your ability they're not yeah. looking for you to protect your back, man. They're asking you for a reason, and they trust your, you know, like position for whatever reason that is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But none of us are willing to do it because nobody knows the magic answer. Right. right. There isn't like a totally like magic, a magic answer. Magic right? number ratio or something. To the best of our ability, experience, we can add that in. Right. All right. So, like roughly speaking, you know, nitrate to me, like hasn't really proven to be super detrimental as. If, and you get into the low single digits, like mm-hmm. you know, one through five, I don't think there's many people out there that say that that is going to cause a catastrophe in your tank, yeah. right? Yeah. It is thousands of times higher than it is in the ocean in terms of uh, like inorganic nitrate mm-hmm. or nitrogen in the water, but it doesn't seem to, you can't really limit many growth things with that without like hitting true zero, which is like impossible, impossible. to measure for in a real yeah, tank. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I don't know, you can say one, five parts per million really nitrate or, and I'd probably shoot for one if you're, if you're asking me, but if you had, we're at five, I wouldn't tell you to like go fix it immediately, maybe, right. maybe trim back down, right? Phosphate, on the other hand, totally different thing. Mm. Phosphate A can absolutely inhibit algae growth or pest growth, but also zoosanthelis algae, so I don't know if you really want to uh, inhibit that. Keep that, that thing low. Oh, yeah. Probably don't. It's probably like an emergency hammer solution to uh-huh. big problems. But the problem is, is that phosphate poisons the calcium carbonate crystal, right? So, so now you're inhibiting growth too. Yeah, it attaches itself to the calcium carbonate, mm-hmm. and now all the new calcium and carbonate coming up says, "Oh, I don't like that area," and floats yeah. off yeah, yeah, instead yeah, yeah. of attaching. Uh, layman's strips. Uh, <laughs> so uh, in that case, uh, we're finding like I, I read a bunch of uh, like uh, like peer-reviewed like scientific journals where they're showing like in polluted waters that have as little as like 0.1 phosphate, calcification grows, slows down 40%. Whew. Okay, this isn't the kind of thing you can really measure in your tank because you're like, oh, I don't know, how come my tank doesn't grow as fast as Jerry's tank? Right. I don't know, but the nitrates but I do are pro- know. It's in probably the, phosphate. in those uh,
1: polluted tanks. Nitrates are probably sky yeah, high. Then.
0: Actually, I probably do know. It's probably phosphate and probably pH, two things that are really overlooked just because survival the is the goal, yeah, yeah, yeah. not necessarily optimal health, right? right. Uh, and as long as things survive good enough, right? Well, yeah, man, yeah. I think we're evolving past that. But phosphate, like 0.1, man, 40% in some cases. Yeah. Like, wow, that's a lot, especially when it's compounded. Yeah. Right, so instead of growing an inch, it only grew a half inch, and then you see the same thing scale up. Before you know it, slow arc to growth. Two years, Randy's tank filled out, looks awesome. It took me five. (laughs) You know what? What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) All right, so like uh,
1: phosphate matters. But you came to realize this by testing your tank that had. You had no like filtration and something going on. You weren't
0: attacking nitrate and fact You just kind of letting it all go. Okay, so in my tank, I'm dumping food in like yeah. crazy because uh, one of the other things I learned about 360 gallons is you dump the food in like a lot. And you're like, oh, that was a ton of food, <laughs> gone. <laughs> like it's just, just, it just blows all over the tank. Some man. of the fish get and it, some of the don't. Yeah, so it's it's uh, actually hard to get the right amount of food in there, especially for like those little yellow antheas, which really don't like to swim very far away from their territory. Right. And so like, I try to throw it in there, turn the pumps off and everything, and it just like floats away, you know. Like, <laughs> and then if I do it too much, then the bigger fish come in and scare them away, you know, yeah. so yeah. it's just like a balance. But I'm dumping tons of food in here. And this is another conversation that we'll share. But like we haven't done water changes on this thing ever. It hasn't seen one water change. Oh that's right? true. Not right. Yeah, not a not single a one. one. It's been what, like seven plus months? Eight.
1: Yeah, I think the first episode with the dry tank going in was eight months ago.
0: Okay. So you know like Let's contribute this to the bare bottom, to the uh, uh, roller mat, to the skimmer, to all that stuff. Because the refugium largely wasn't online until nope. recently. Yeah. Or the algae reactor. Five parts per million nitrate. That's what you tested at. For, you know, multiple times of day feeding, <laughs> auto feeders, Thumbed blasting this thing. Not so bad. No. I don't know. It was lower than I thought it would be. You know. And the only two uh, things of filtration. It. Phosphate though, 0.5.
1: Mm. Right, and we just said 0. 0.1 could inhibit coral growth by forty percent.
0: That's five times more than that. <laughs> Too high. Corals wouldn't grow. Yeah. All right. So here's the thing, though: mm. is that's a ten to one ratio. Yeah. Which, by the way, is the same thing as a red pill ratio. Yeah. Uh, of uh, almost all living organisms in the ocean. Now mm-hmm. it's sixteen to one nitrogen to phosphorus, but if you break that down to nitrogen to so like nitrate and phosphate, it's like ten to 10. one. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like, huh, well, hey, I'm not going to tell you to go chase the Redfield ratio, but what I will think, say is, it's interesting that uh, my food collection of the food that I'm adding hmm. must add about a 10 to 1 ratio of nitrate to phosphate to the tank. Just the food that's, alone. That's where it ended. Yeah. You know, at 5 and point so five. So I,
1: I dump food in, it breaks down, and just the type of food that you're feeding breaks down to
0: a 10 to 1 ratio naturally. Mm-hmm. Huh. I don't know. I thought that was interesting. But then, so, I wonder if
1: there's foods out there that don't break down to that. Yeah, that definitely.
0: Ratio. There's a different one. And we'll get to that in just a second. Yeah, different yeah. foods probably have different ratios. Uh, but what I thought about then is like, well, so if I told somebody, like, hey, you could have three nitrate, no problem, you know, I also kind of need to tell them that 0.3 phosphate is it's okay. Probably a then target, too. Yeah. Or I need to tell them, like, hey, no, you need to have 0.5 Zero point zero five phosphate, really, really which has low, been which understood is probably for a long time. Below point one is right. probably a good goal. But then that means if I'm going to let my nitrate go up,
1: there's now this,
0: it's in twenty a, to one. Yeah, it's just going to get the twenty-five deviation. to one. So yeah. I'm going to have to use chemicals, being like you know lanthanum chloride or to GFO. Attack one of them. Yeah, yeah. like played mad scientist, letting one go, pound the other one down. Right, 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 right. Okay, well, hmm. that doesn't sound good either. <laughs> Right, like I mean, it's also a doesn't sound good because there's kind of hammer solutions there, but also, like I don't know, it's just more complex. The more crap you have to use, the harder this is, and the more chances you get it wrong. Flipping switches all over the place. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, and, and all these things too add stuff to the water. Like uh, lanthanum chloride is going to add, you know, hopefully it precipitates all out, but like also it's going to add presumably lanthium or whatever impurities that come with that, mm-hmm. or GFO is certainly gonna add iron to the water, almost certainly. Right, right. They, like You're gonna add something always with the other stuff, so like these solutions, I don't know. So instead, if I gave you a really distinct advice mm. and said, you know what? I think you should have hmm. one part per million nitrate and 0.1 phosphate and try to stay below that. Mm-hmm. Well, if you stick to that, no more mad scientists.
1: Well, so how do you how do you stick to that without adjusting? In one, one could be food choice, food choice that breaks down into that. Feed less. Yeah. Another could be if you think about like the fleece, and you think about the skimmer, and you think about a refugium, all three of those. A, both filter the nitrate portion and the phosphate portion. So it's mm-hmm. hitting them both at the same time in equal amounts. Mm-hmm. If I draw food out with the fleece, I've just drawn an equal amount of nitrate and ph- potential nitrate and phosphate out. Mm-hmm. Same with the skimmer. Protein's going out in equal ratios. And same thing with the refugium, it's sucking both of them up at the same time. But if I hit GFO only, or lanthanum chloride only, or carbon
0: dosing only, I'm hitting one. So the easiest way to do this is feed less. There'll be less nitrogen and phosphorus, and it'll be easier to maintain a point 0.1. A feed less doesn't mean starve your fish either. It mm-hmm. could mean just as simple as uh, turn, use the feed mode. And so it all, you know, turns off all the pumps, and it all just kind of sinks, and they get all of it, right. you know, and or most of it. Yeah, instead yeah. Of, getting instead of walking tank, by and just tossing, so you could in. feed half the amount of food and still get just as much food to the the, the fish. Right. It could be feed different types of fish uh, of foods. You know, it could be all kinds of things. Also, it can be up your filtration game. Start changing out your filter socks more often. You know, or maintain your skimmer better. Mm. It can be different things. It's really easy to hit this one point one. Right. Okay, so there's another alternative. Let, let's say you don't want to do any of that, and you just don't care about nitrate. It happens to be that's the way that you're going to approach your tank. Right. Let nitrate go up to ten. Maybe you don't care, but I do want my phosphate because that piece about uh, poisoning the co- calcium, calcium carbonate, carbonate crystal, crystal. Yeah. is legit. You can go look it up. It's this isn't a hobby-based thing. It's uh, proven in the ocean right, right, everywhere, right. man. Right, like, right. Just accept it. It's true. <laughs> Okay, so, and I care. Maybe you don't care because your tank's totally robust, filled up like this one where growth is actually now the problem. I don't want any more growth now. Uh, But uh, if you're in a newer stage of the tank, you're also kind of trying to make sure you're not creating a nutrient battery, you know, like that just feeds pests that they ever take Mm -hmm. off. Lower. Well, pick a food that has a different nitrogen to phosphorus ratio than I've been using.
1: Hmm.
0: And there are options, right? And so, notice Quite. a lot of the foods I'm feeding are all dry pellet type foods, right? Right. Yeah,
1: and you're getting a ten to one out of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I so, found- so frozen food then would probably, yeah.
0: I found, if you found uh, if you look at frozen food, frozen food has way less phosphorus in it. Mm. Way less than the, the dry food. So I don't know the exact ratio, but instead of 10 to 1, it could be 20 or even 30 to 1. In a pellet. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, the versus pellets or dry foods. Versus pellets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, like, if you just don't care about nitrate all that much, but you do want to try to keep uh, phosphate down, frozen food's probably your best way to do it. Well, um, you
1: think, like, those frozen, uh, we're feeding natural animals that are in the ocean and the ocean has that, already has that natural balance so these prey probably have some of that natural balance of nitrate to phosphate potential in them.
0: Presumably, but a lot of the foods we feed are freshwater mice ah, to shrimp true, and stuff true, true, like true, true. that, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and But also, there's uptakes in your tank. So this is a balance of the input as well as uptake. So there might yeah. be a certain type of algae or organism. It really doesn't matter, you don't have to go into that because you can just test. You know if this week uh, if I started with zero and three months from now I have five and point uh, five well, I know it's ten to one I can just equate all that I don't need to figure out what the food is because it probably won't be that on the export right uh, it's just that I can choose something that has less or more than one or the other mm. and there sadly, you won't go and see nitrogen and phosphorus uh, 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 phosphate ratio on, um, the on the packaging it's not going to be there yeah. What you can do, though, is look at the ratio between protein Mm -hmm. and uh, phosphorus, which is on most of them. Mm, So, and it won't be an exact ratio. Don't go looking for 10 to one or whatever, but if you're trying to look at one food versus another one, which one will have it? Phosphorus level, yeah. Just, just to figure out the ratio between uh, the pho- uh, the protein content and the phosphorus content, and you'll figure out which one of these foods has uh, a lower amount of phosphorus. Mm-hmm. And so, for those of you don't know, I think uh, phosphorus is often added to a lot of dry foods as a preservative, maybe as a component of vitamin C or something. But yeah, uh, like, uh, so just note that. Probably the reason that the dry foods have this uh, is just because it like, <laughs> needs it to, to be preserved right, 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 right. by shelf, shelf yeah, stable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Frozen, you don't need the same thing. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was an interesting piece uh, that I learned, a uh, long winded story. You can actually control that ratio by choosing a different fish food. Uh, so go ahead and try interesting. it. Interesting. Uh, and also, the advice of uh, let you know, 5-nitrate and uh, 0.1 or lower phosphorus. Also, that advice better come with the fact that uh, it means you're also going to be dumping phosphate remover of some sort into your tank to achieve that. Right. Uh, mm. In most cases. I mean, some tanks will stabilize around anything, but uh, you'll probably see perpetually rising one and not the other. Yeah. Right. So, uh, next thing here. Uh, oh, uh, this is actually the a water water change. Part of the reason why this has taken so long. Oh. Yeah. We're hey. talking
1: about water changes now. And it's never been done on the 360. This is
0: a still of the video on Facebook. This is uh, one of, of the reasons why. Us fighting with getting the stupid <laughs> cords through... I got the Toons Aqua Pinchers there. Oh yeah, 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 You might ask why we're not using a like an actual tool to fish wire like a normal person would use.
1: I asked if you wanted me to climb up there in the trusses because a little guy like me can probably squeeze in there, but I didn't know, know if I was going to come up back. You could get up forever. i have Randy <laughs> living
0: in my ceiling forever. Uh, it's because we actually there was a there was a plywood sheet in the middle of it, yeah. and uh, it was, there was a twenty feet maybe. Hole. or right, fifteen feet. We're going to go. Yeah, so you have to go twenty. You're like well, you have to go
1: like five feet in, then through the small hole, then 20 feet across, but we finally got it.
0: Yeah, so we fished all the auto water change uh, lines through there. We got you a big reservoir. Reservoirs in, whatever. Water changes are... are, on imminent. the cusp. Yeah, imminent. Yeah. Right, we gotta calibrate it and then it's done. We gotta and hook water to it. So just so you know, uh, it's a, probably a 400-ish gallon system. I got a 160 or 200 gallon. Yes, yeah, I think it was 210. 210? 210 gallon reservoir. All right, yeah. So I'll be able to do a 30, effective 30% water change once a month. I'll probably spread it out either by push button and just mm-hmm. walk up and have it do it once a week right. as, as needed. Yeah. Or I'll split it out over the day and decide it. Yeah. It'll change out roughly, you know, twenty-five to thirty percent once a month, and all I got to do is fill up the thing, mm-hmm. you know, and just dump a bucket of water, and some water, and good you know, to go. to go. <laughs> so it will happen soon. Uh, so the reason it hasn't happened yet is because uh, uh, the fish Life. really don't care about the phosphate and oh yeah, point five phosphate and five nitrate ain't gonna affect the fish any. Yeah, and you um, you're. Bear, I mean,
1: you're not really seeing a, like a nasty growth output. The, the algae
0: did not exist. Well, and that
1: goes back to your filtration too. Like yeah. You already have some. You have some good filtration in there.
0: All right. So the next thing here is uh, oh, there's a little fil- film of me talking about how hard the cycle was here. I think. Uh, uh, oh man, I don't know if this film just a screen grab of it. it. I, hopefully it did. Uh, is there another? You can't play, huh? Uh, well, show that. Show me. Talk anyway. So the, we were talking about it here. I was talking about how hard the cycle was and the dry rock and mm-hmm. and whatnot. Uh, and so I gotta tell you, I just keep forgetting how much how difficult sterile rock <laughs> and uh, a bare bottom is to and we, cycle. And we learned that
1: lesson in the WWC-BRS hybrid series, and that was one of the biggest takeaways. Was a bare bottom first year is going to be difficult. We're eight months in. Don't appreciate
0: this, the the points of that statement. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, uh, yeah, oh, harder. What is harder? Yeah, about? until you're Hard actually means, doing like, it. like, dude, it takes a lot longer. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, I'm into this for six months, right? Yeah. Uh, and I, I didn't, wasn't in a hurry or anything, so it didn't really matter. But like, and also I found a differentiator here too. Uh, you know, uh, you know, the worldwide team told us, you know, or the way they do it anyway, it's just. You know, ugly st- stage and it will turn the lights on. Turn them all the way Just on. Just get through and it. I get through a power. Power through, through it. it. I did that on my tank, man. Yeah. And uh, no, uh, it, <laughs> no. It, went, it went totally sour. And the reason I think that that the difference there is most of the time when worldwide's doing this. They're doing it with established, it's dry rock, it was at one point, but it's been oh, sitting in the They've its got system. a bin
1: of it somewhere and they're putting it in a tank. It's yeah. Almost ready to go.
0: It's got all kinds of uh, biological diversity mm. living on that rock. It's not just waiting for this one thing that like happens to thrive on photosynthesis and as like, soon as you give it to it, it rapidly explodes. Right, right, right. Right, so in my case, uh, that isn't the case. This is dry rock that has not been in the mm-hmm. ocean, or, and there was really no source of biological diversity in there. Mm. So I'm going to tell you, I think we got a video of what it looks like. Is that the next one there? Yeah, let me yeah, see that one. ugly brown. Okay, so this tank, it, it, this picture won't show you how bad it really was, honestly. So I turned the lights on, and uh, after three days, there's just like this serious cloud, and it was worse than this, actually. And that's not uh, bac-
1: that's not bacterial cloud, is it? No, yeah. I don't
0: know. It was green, man. Mm. And it was like, it, it was like... like I don't, almost phytoplankton by the end of the day. type, yeah. Right, and so, I, I believe, and it really doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong here, I believe it was dinos, and the reason I believe that is because it would populate throughout the day and then at night. at night it would go away, and then in mm. the morning the tank would look pretty good again—not really all the way, but it looked decent. Yeah. And by the end of the day, it was terrible again. Did you see the telltale dino signs, though? Yeah, and you can't really see it in this photo, but there was like brown slime man, all over the yeah. rocks, you yeah. know. And, and like, it doesn't really matter if it's dinos or not. Who cares? It is. It, it was bad. It was not desirable. Right. All right. So this is what I did. The first off, is I. Turned off the lights. Cut the lights. Just cut the lights. Well, Get, I, turn the lights off for a week.
1: It seemed to be photosynthetic. Or, yeah, 100% it 100%.
0: Uh, then I turned the weeks off, lights off for, I don't know, I think it was a week or so. Yeah. Uh, and maybe it was only three days even, actually. And I turned it off. Think it looks awesome. And then <laughs> I turned on the UV, because I don't think the UVs were on at this point. Right. And I turned the UVs on, turned it on. And the tank looks awesome again for like three days. It just uh. takes longer. And, it, and after like a few more days starting to cloud, UV is definitely slowing it down. Yeah. But then eventually punched me in the face. And it got right back to where it was. You're not curing
1: the ugly brown with UV sterilizer. You're not completely Mm. knocking it out. So
0: what I found was, is, you know, so one of the reasons people ask all the time, like, why for protozoa and ick and stuff, do you have this really low flow rate? And then why for, uh, like, uh, dinos and bacteria? And by the way, there's 8 million dinos. Like, everything has a different optimal rate. It all comes down to how fast they replicate. How fast they replicate. And I got to tell you, from... Like 9 a.m. noon,
1: replicate like
0: that. (laughs) It must have been replicating at the speed of uh, every 10 minutes, man. I don't know. Like bacteria does that, you know? Yeah. And so, like, if you're at a, you know, say, I think my my flow rate on is like 1,300 gallons an hour. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, 1,300 gallons an hour is like actually on 400 400 gallons gallons. is like only once every 20 minutes. So it's actually going to slow way the hell down, like it did. Right but it's not going to stop it mm. if it's replicating every 10 minutes and like we're making these numbers up a little right, bit right, right. but it, it did. It slowed it down. And then what I also found was when I turned the lights down, the UV totally worked. Uh, like when I stopped providing so much energy, I was putting, you know, 200 to 50 at uh, a 350 car over the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as I slowed down the energy going in where the organisms aren't replicating as fast, all of a sudden UV works again. That makes sense. right yeah. uh, So it was really interesting to see the parallel between these things. Mm. All right. So what I did do, though, because I talked to all my mentors, all the people I look to when I like, hey, I can't figure this out. Yeah, know, yeah, and have a lot of conversations here. Call Elliot, call uh, all my buddies, and everyone had the exact same answer. Dude, it's dry rock. It's sterile. We haven't put any, you know, like type of biological diversity in here. That mm-hmm. like, then, soon as you provide all this wealth of energy from this light. The photosynthetic organisms are going to explode, mm-hmm. and if there's nothing there to outcompete them, let it go. And they got a huge fuel source. You have 5-nitrate and 0.5-phosphate. Yeah, actually, you know, you didn't see those no. nutrients, like, plummet like okay. that. All you right. know, it's All interesting. Right. That uh, is interesting. You know, so I think it was the energy from just the, just the, 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 the light. Because you take away the energy from the light, the nutrients. Right right, down, right, 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 right. So I mean I'm sure it's part of that, but I've never seen anybody starve out dinos with nitrogen and phosphorus before. Because that's one of those things. That
1: that's a good point because that was one of the like, in the forums and all this when when we were first were starting to figure out how to cure dinos and whatnot. And a lot of it, people thought it was nutrient related. Well, your nitrates or your phosphates are too high, and then we come to find out that nah, that's not the answer. Dino's still there.
0: Mm-hmm. Different strains of it, they react differently. Interesting. All right, so this is what I came down to. Uh, so you can either add a bunch of rock from an established tank, you know, which is no problem. There's a bunch of it here, and like, I think I can find some rock that I'm not worried about actasia and that kind of mm. stuff, right? But I got all these like expensive fish that are in there or going to be in there, uh, and. Like I have to pick one. Dude, or the that other? rock, man. There's not a tank in here. This tank hasn't had a problem with uh, no, you know that we've seen any it or anything. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Doesn't mean it's not in there. That's true. Like, all of it's just a chance. Probably is in there. It's Just like we're taking care of the tank proper and it's not having huge you know stress events. and so none of that yeah, stuff shows up. We're we feed it proper. Management on this one. Yep, yeah. all that kind of stuff. There's a UV is running on it, all mm. kinds of things. So uh, I don't know, like. I can either add rock and take that risk, but like all that quarantine stuff that I had Elliot do, just throw it in the trash now, man. Like, <laughs> uh, I can't do it, can't I, do I that. can't do it. So I, I thought about this, I went to this one. Uh, the Microbacter 7, right? Mm-hmm. It's like seven cysted strains of bacteria, it's 17 bucks. I'm gonna tell you my personal opinion on this at this point. I don't know. 17 uh, bucks. I don't know, man. Like I come from a world like from 17 years ago. We were really cautious. I'm so worried about snake oils, and we really noticed. Oh, you got to see the results. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Like a magic elixir. if it didn't do something right now, it didn't work. Okay. Then what I've also figured out by now is that process leaves so much progress on the table. If only thing I can see it with the eye and know it for sure, (laughs) well then, like there's so many things I will absolutely beneficial that we can't prove beyond a shadow of a doubt, never will. Yeah, I'm leaving progress on the table. So part of it is like cost and effort and risk, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at the microbacter seven. Like I don't know, it's like I've started these tanks with bacteria before, you know. But I look at them and like a lot of these insta tanks I did actually did have bacteria because, like. I instant-tanked them and ton- threw tons of corals in right away, which introduced all that stuff. It had bacteria on it. Yeah. There's diversity there. Yeah. yeah, so it came from somewhere, and so probably that's part of the reason why I didn't have those problems. Also, bare-bottom, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, here's the thing. I talked to a lot of people, again, that I trust, and all of them said the same thing, Microbacter 7. Now, I'll be honest, internally we've tested uh, this stuff on some things, and sometimes yes, sometimes no, really. But it really, every system, man, has so many moving levers, mm. right? I don't know. But the people that I trust uh, that have run in the exact same problems that I've had said, use this stuff. It will solve it in two weeks. Mm. Yeah. I did. And it did. I used it. for. I turned off the UV. I pulled the fleece thing off, and I dosed the stuff for two weeks. Did, the Problem totally went away. Uh, and
1: and you, did you, and you shut the UV off at the same time, yeah, too? Yeah, UV is yeah. off.
0: I... I Dose problem totally goes away. And you know what? Bottle costs 17 bucks. So this is my current current position. <laughs> it is absolute if anybody asked me what to do, I would tell them go spend the 17 bucks too. Yeah. It, it, it certainly didn't cause any problem. Did it for sure be the absolute, uh, proven, peer-reviewed 100% science told, told me that Microbacter 7 solved my problems in no. my brand new tank? No. Nope. But do I believe it did? For 17 bucks, is worth trying out. Like, uh, if yeah. you've got a problem, hey, try it
1: out.
0: $17. bucks. i am going to go farther than that. I'm, like, kind of hedging my bets to, like, just say, oh, it's only 17 bucks to try. I actually do believe it solved my problem. Yeah. And if somebody else was having a similar problem to me and you were asking. First thing you'd recommend. And in fact, now I would go the other direction. It would be part, especially with a bare-bottom, sterile, dry rock tank, it would be part of my initial thing before the lights go on.
1: Oh, that. Oh, the... Be- yeah. So as a part of so if you go think back to the WWC BRS hybrid where it's a four month cycle before, just before turning on lights, mm-hmm. you'd hit it again. I would, I would start
0: dosing this stuff daily for yeah. two weeks before I turn the lights hmm. on and I would continue afterward. Uh, it's so cheap, it's so easy. Uh, my peers and mentors, uh, it's, like worked for almost all of them. I I can tell you right now, Elliot's starting up like a new 900 gallon tank, Mm. and uh, he's like, man, I just ran into the same thing you did, which (laughs) is this green water out out of nowhere. (laughs) It's so funny, so if all of you think that we don't run into the same problems you run into, you're wrong, we do. Uh, And we do call each other. (laughs) Uh, And so, and Elliot, I'm like, well, hey, dude, I think you should try the Microbacter 7 because that was the thing that was my problem. And then he shows me 10 of those big leader jugs. He's like, yeah, man, I'm hitting it already. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, wow, all right, dude. Uh, So there you go. Mm. All right, well, I don't know. So if you were to ask me, man, I'm also going to tell you, I think that the... Not considering especially these sterile types of tanks they were starting yeah. up that don't have pests and don't have ick and don't have uh, uh, all kinds of uh, disease and pests in them from the beginning because we don't want that. Now we need to fix the problem of uh, mm-hmm. like biological diversity. you know it's funny because again, you look at like KZ you know, has been dosing bacteria for the last 30 years. Yeah, you know, like, yeah just not, like, not it, telling us what's in the bottles it, and stuff. Yeah, so. you don't tell you exactly why it works, you're like, it oh, works? well, I guess somebody was ahead of us a little bit. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but I think if you look at this 10 years from now, there'll be so much overwhelming anecdotal mm. evidence, probably very little scientific, peer-reviewed science, yep. uh, but so much anecdotal evidence that this type of thing, uh, solves those types of problems, and preventively, you could spend 70 bucks and just not even have the problem, or at least much less. Yeah. So if you were going to do it again, would
1: you still would you use would you use the UV like you did uh, at any point, mm. oh. or would you go straight to microbead?
0: So that's going right into the next question. So we got two UVs here. Show the picture. Uh, we got a UV, you can't see one of them, but I got one for fish and one for uh, uh, algae, and ask, people ask this question, do you need to? And I'm gonna change my position on this one a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but also, can the question here is, can UV prevent the ugly stage? Right. So that's like a question you're seeking like an answer to that nobody really prevents. prevent, knows. yeah. I'll give you, there is no... It's not I, a black and white, nobody like it this. does or it doesn't. I'll give you my own personal opinion. Yeah. I don't think that UV will uh, help the ugly stage. It will slow down growth of, of uh, algae to some degree. Right. You can argue that maybe that, like the fish can now keep up with it a little bit better. But I think what it's actually gonna do mm. is limit the expansion of that biological diversity in the beginning. Like adding it later mm. when it's already covering all the surfaces of everything in there, like, I don't it's think it's gonna change it. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But during a time where it's trying to spread. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to slow it down. Mm. I, and so we've done some experiments. You're going to see an oh, yeah. uh, updated experiment and actually the various, this very this thing. This very topic, the, yeah. Uh, soon here. Maybe in as early data. as next week. Yeah, well, I think we're going to shoot it next week. And... Uh, but uh, yeah, maybe two weeks you'll see it then. I think we'll shoot it next week. But I just don't think UV helps with the ugly phase. There's all kinds of other reasons to do it but I, I, in fact I would say don't turn this on Until during you're the beginning past that
1: phase yeah no, yeah. I,
0: I think it'll actually slow down, especially if you're running dry rock and you're trying to build that biological yeah. diversity.
1: yeah well then the question is like what if you're not going to use it to for this like algae whatever in the beginning, then when you do turn your UV on, which one are you going to choose? Fish, an ick, parasite, or UV, algae, bacteria growth?
0: So this has kind of been my position in the past, which is like, once you understand the difference, flow rates, and concent- like, uh, concentration. That they really matter, yeah. Yeah, that it really matters, well, you have to pick one and decide which one you're going to do, or you can pick the middle and do neither. Yeah, that's true. And you know, to waste your time. You can't Uh,
1: bounce back and forth, like, a few hours this way and a few hours that way, and that's basically the middle, and that's not uh, solving anything.
0: Okay, Uh, but, like, is that just uh, Ryan Randy trying to sell you two UVs? No, and I try to answer a question, you know? This is my position now, knowing that most people probably don't want two UVs, and I just put two on mine, and if I had to do it over again, Mm. I wouldn't have. I'd do one. one, and I'd do it this way. I would set it up just for uh, protecting the fish, slow flow rate, I have two return pumps because it's, it's, the flow rate here is like, you know, less than one times turnover for the fish. Well right? you think about
1: what's more, what's more important to you in terms of whether it's algae or whether it's fish and having a tank full of fish that have been quarantined and, you know, you spent lots of dollars on, you invested a lot of money in their actual, your pets, uh, that might be your top priority.
0: Yeah, I'm going to tell you too. This is blasphemy. So get ready, cover your muscles, right? (laughs) Is uh, QT is not it's not QT versus UV. It isn't, unless you're some kind of perfect monk. Give me a QT monk, Uh, like because (laughs) it's like yes, you have to do the proper QTs, right, in your house, right? Yeah. You have to treat them for all of these things. Get make sure you don't have any of them, and then. Not a single snail can go into your system without QT. Like, uh, like, what is it? Like six weeks or something? Forty yeah. some odd days. Yeah, days. Not a single 70s. snail. Not a single coral. Not a single fish. Yep. Not a single drop of water. Not even like you, you, your hand can't go from one place without like sterilizing it. You can't dry it off and put it in there. Nothing, man. Mm. And no piece of a, or a container of water can be within at least ten feet of that one. And even further, if ventilation is actually connecting these things to. So the reality is, is that's just not no. Very few people, man. This do is the QT monks. That are absolutely, do this, perfect. QT right? mo-
1: Somebody meme that QT monk. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, and, and if you are doing that, be proud, man. You're doing it right, right. But also recognize that, uh, man, you are amongst the few. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very so small percentage. do those things. Do them to the best of your ability. But also, like, if you can't do every last one of it, you can do parasite control using UV. Okay. All right, so this is where I would install it now. I'd install it with two two return pumps. One of them is really slow. It's probably almost half times turnover, half, mm-hmm. you know, like not one times turnover, half, 0.05.
1: Right, super slow.
0: Right, and then if the other one fails, this one will keep water going through it. It's kind of limping it along, Right. essentially. Right. Well, nothing will die because of this, yeah. right? Keep the water heated and filtered enough until you can fix that problem, so it's Two return pumps are always a good idea. Two return but pumps, one UV 0. On one. 0.5 turnover or somewhere in there. I, I, I gotta figure out the rate, but it's really slow. The rates are on the UV sterilizers yeah. too, yeah. And then, if I run into dynos or whatever problem, I'm gonna have this on a DC pump, and I'll crank it up to about five times turnover, which is uh, you know roughly every 12 minutes or so, and it will cycle most of the things in the mm-hmm. tank. I, again, the flow rate's on the, you know, the recommended by the manufacturer. Here, so you're
1: right? using the same UV for a dual purpose, yeah. but only when uh, an issue arises.
0: Yeah, I'm not trying to prevent the issue per se of dinos or whatever, but if dynos pop up in my tank and it's the type that it will solve, uh, the type that like dissipates into the water at right. night, you know, it's um, a, like a hundred percent Pump up your pump solution. speed, yeah. Like all that problems you've been trying to solve, done, like in a single day almost, <laughs> right? okay and so in that case i can just crank up the flow rate to solve that problem and once the problem is solved the bacterial bloomer or whatever it is i can just turn it back down to the feet the fish rate yeah uh and so if you're super nerdy and you're worried about well what about the fish in that you know a few times what's really going to happen isn't that like all of a sudden you got a real break going yeah break out in which While case you can turn it back again
1: solve an issue
0: yeah it's the, the big problems is like the ick is probably in your tank and you probably don't know it and it's probably just not a problem for you until. Mm. Until your heater fails and then. Stress it, event. It, you know, any stress event. And then the temp drops to 72 mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, you know, it just explodes in the tank. Yeah. Right? So that's really what you're trying to protect against in most cases is a stress event that lowers the immune of uh, uh, the fish, and all it really takes is one fish to become susceptible to it, and then it like allows the population to explode. <laughs> Each one of these turns into 200, the 200, and so on, and it just, just like takes over the tank. Mm-hmm. All right. So in that case, what this is trying to do is prevent that. So. I'm totally okay solving my dyno problem and then just swinging it back. Bumping to the up thing. the pump speed, yeah. Now, if money's unlimited, get two. Get two. Yeah, I don't know, you know like, uh, that isn't time. the case in most cases. Right, 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 right. Money's unlimited, get two, have the, uh, Have a closed loop for one, have it set up right, you but know.
1: Protecting your fish is probably, uh, that's probably like my number one priority too. Yeah. Keeping your fish, you know, that ick management solution.
0: Yeah, I, like nobody wants to kill other fish. No, and I watch it. Ha- it's really I named them. Yeah, it's really sad. <laughs> Speaking all of right. fish, so uh, that is uh, my take on this. We got six minutes left. Okay, all let's
1: right. let's at least see the fish before we have to go.
0: Oh, we did see the fish up front, I think. Right.
1: Yeah, but you no? were talking to habitat for the fish on this Oh,
0: topic. habitat for the fish. Let's, let's do that six minutes. All right. Okay. okay. So, can you do you have that video of uh, those fish swimming around uh, that I gave you earlier? Oh. The link. Yeah, right here. Oh, all right, there it is. So. Watch this. This is a video we talked about earlier. Oh uh, yeah. These are rasses uh, that are fighting, but they also live. <laughs> look at not the not look at the rocks. Look at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. It's
1: just these little mounds of rubble and rocks, and there's places for them. Those are beautiful fish, by the way. Just yep. So there's a place for them to go. That's their habitat.
0: Yeah. All right. So that's where they live. And so this was uh, something that Elliot told me about when uh, we added some wrasses to the tank. Well, now like,
1: go back and look at your aquascape. Does it look like anything like that? The original no, one. Does
0: any of our aquascape look like just a, sheets? A bottom of, of, of rubble. Holy rubble!
1: Zero. <laughs> no. No. And the sand. Yeah, because we have the sand that's flat, and they don't go Nobody's, hide out in there. Well, very few
0: people. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look like that. Mm. All right, and so I was like, well, you know, I can do one better then, I guess. I mean, now that I know. Well, you were having issues with your fish too, right? Yeah, like like, well, finding enough habitat for some of them, right? right. right, right.
1: They have no place to
0: hide. And so I built these. And it's kind of hard to tell. Uh, And some, like the one on the left ended up being too tall, I didn't end up using it. But uh, I ended up putting them in the tank. Uh, And so then what we did is I, I just glued together a bunch of rubble that created a bunch of those holes. Chisel a whole bunch of stuff together and then reform it. Originally I let it get too high and then I found that actually I want to keep it you know just a few inches inches high and I just started putting it in some of the spaces that were open space and it has a bunch of holes that you can come in from the top and from the side side, and whatever. mm -hmm. You just kind of glued it all together make a little network. Lo and behold, the fish moved into them because that's their natural habitat and where they want to live. We had a name for those too, I forget what it was. I don't know, anyway. yeah, but like so,
1: so now they're not they have they have a place to hide, they're not getting picked on they, mm-hmm. they have a place to sleep at night, they're not getting tucked in these like just thin little branchy you know crevices and whatnot. They actually have a place to be feel protected
0: yep, yeah i I dude, I just I was like, ah, oh, this how did I miss this? <laughs> uh, I don't know, so if you got wrasses and stuff, not the sand ones that live in the sand, emulate their natural habitat. Yeah. Why not? Make a couple islands. Yeah. I don't, it was really easy. It was a fun project, too. You even put a coral or two All on right. there. And so I also did it with this other one here, too. So I had that acclimation box on the side there. Oh, I don't know if you can see it. I can see a couple Spool of those little things on the bottom there. I didn't realize it was All your habitat things. Uh, but in the sea, you can see that box over there. The acclimation box, yeah. Yeah. So in that one, I tried to emulate something a little different. These guys like to perch in there. So. Uh, it was the yellow antheas, and they like to kind of perch and ha- hang out and overhang, so I created something tall mm. where they like to go around, you know, and yeah. it worked out really well. It did work out well. Uh, and so I think that was a really cool project is to find ways to figure out what the natural habitat of the fish is and figure out a way to add it to your tank. And don't be afraid to chop up
1: some rock and re-glue it back together to accomplish yeah, it. Create your own thing. Yeah, uh, Maybe
0: I'll we'll do a little video on how I did that actually idea. So. By the way, all the stuff you've seen today, uh, I try to upload you know, semi-frequently. Lately, I've been doing it every morning. Yeah. Uh, so you can see it every kind of morning, a new thing that you do the tank. So. Uh, you can follow if you want. It's BRS TV guy. So uh, I got to run. Uh, it is now one thirty, and if I'm late, I'm gonna be in big trouble. So thank you, thank you, Eric, for the five bucks. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, and uh, uh, let's burn
1: through a couple All questions right, here real go. quick. Questions while you guys are hanging on here. Uh, rapid fire. How long has it been running now? Uh, I think water was six months.
0: I think it's actually like seven plus months yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: Uh, Are algae scrubber better than skimming or refugiums?
0: Tomorrow uh, you'll get some insight into that, so watch tomorrow's new series. Uh,
1: Are there going to be more Investigates YouTube videos or just product videos and showcases? So he's speaking to that point of why you guys keep putting out the same content.
0: Yeah, so uh, like Randy and I have been working on this other thing you'll see tomorrow, so come back tomorrow and watch the new series. Uh, All of us have been working on something Different. We've been shooting them, throwing them in the trash, shooting them, throwing yeah. in the trash, trying to like up a quality compo- uh, component. So, uh, you know, we like to have demos here for the stuff that you guys buy. Uh, I think it's on us to give yeah. us the best information you can get on the stuff you mm-hmm. wanna buy, but also other stuff. Yeah, and you might see a new format
1: to some Investigate stuff we're working oh, yes. on in the wings too. So. You gonna see that, new set as well. Uh, with a huge refugium, do you want to use socks? Seems like it would be starving the refugium.
0: Uh, I, the refugium becomes uh, a giant detritus mess without the socks. I, we don't have them here, and I'll tell mm. you that's the case. So, for me personally, I would use the socks just to make sure that like the refugium just doesn't. It, it be, if you, the sock the refugium becomes. If you look, the look at the
1: bottom of the one sixty refugium, there's just piles. of yeah, detritus. I, I would decaying
0: as a way to keep the refugium cleaner. I personally mm. would use that.
1: Are, are algae scrubbers better than? Oh, we already talked about that one. Uh, are there going to be more, oh, these are still up there. There you go, oh, here we go. What are those leopard-looking-like fish in the tank behind you? Those are Bourbonis Often
0: called blotchies. Oh, yeah, blotchies. In, blotchies, Those guys are like five years old now, I think, you know, or something like that. They're the size of yeah. perch and bluegill around here that yeah, we uh, like to catch. They like sunfish <laughs> Yeah, all right, so I only hit half of the updates here, yes, by the way, because we, uh, we kind of rambled on for a while about some of this stuff, but cool. hopefully it was interesting. Uh, so next week you can expect to see the other half, and I'll probably add some more in. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to uh, see the stuff uh, in little bite-sized pieces, you can follow me on Facebook, BRSTV guy. Super easy to find. Go! Don't forget to check out tomorrow. I'm pushing it out. Noon. Should we tell them what time?
1: Noon. Noon. Right. Noon tomorrow It new thing drops. Whole new concept
0: of BRSTV. In BRSTV. I was gonna leak it on Facebook like three hours early. I didn't tell you yet. Oh, okay. But, yeah, so you can see it a little earlier if you want. Go to uh, but the people that Links follow there, they're, they're most engaged. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, so I, I don't know. Like, you want to see a daily daily pulse? Of tank. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, okay. it's gonna be different. It's gonna be something like we've never done before. So starkly different. I can't wait to see. How much you love it or hate it? And uh, actually, after tomorrow at noon,
1: we'll just put that first video right here.
0: Oh, you'll be able to see it right here uh, starting tomorrow. All right, guys, right now. All right, see you.